new style of leadership is here. Are you ready? Welcome to the Inner Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Lois St. Germain, and I'm a 35-year corporate exec turned certified leadership coach. I've spent the past several years developing and coaching leaders as well as building teams. And one thing I've learned is you can't effectively lead others until you learn to lead yourself. This means eradicating all of the shit preventing you from knowing and embodying your authentic self. Together, we work on releasing and healing all of the shit holding you back. All of the conditioning and stories preventing you from being the truly amazing leader you know you can be. This starts with you. Your outer persona needs to match your inner beliefs. Through this alignment, you'll develop your own unique dynamism that will have people clamoring to work with and for you. A new era is emerging, and it is demanding a new way of leading, a new type of leader with a new style of leadership. I believe that person is you. Let's get started. Hello, my friends. Today, I want to talk about how keen are your observation skills. And I want to give you a big disclaimer because everything that I'm going to share today, there's some concepts I'm going to share. Um, I am not a psychologist. I'm not a physicist. I don't like, this is just my interpretation of what I've learned. And I'm hoping that it'll be extremely helpful to you as well. So do not hold me accountable to the explanations being scientifically accurate. However, um, they are conceptually accurate as I've applied them in my life. So we all have like a built-in observation center, right? That's tuned into our current frequency. If you think about it like a radio station back in the old days, right? You would turn the radio dial to get a station. It's not like today, but this is called our reticular activating system. And, or you'll hear people call it RAS for short. And it just came like into my purview this week because I realized how meticulously tuned mine is to seeing the things that I want to see. And you've all experienced it, right? Even if you've never heard the technical term for it, you've all experienced it when you bought a new car, right? And all of a sudden, you're seeing everyone with the same make, model, and color car that you just bought. And before you bought one, you probably had rarely noticed them on the highway, right? But now that you have one, right, you see white Toyota Camrys everywhere, For as an example. So this is why um, something that has piqued your curiosity Right? You might read about something or someone mention a concept or you know a place or something like in passing that kind of caught your interest or piqued your interest a little bit. And then all of a sudden you notice that same thing being said, you know, in different circles or someone bringing up that place again, you know, in a different setting. And you ironically 
right? And I'm air quoting, ironically, you think that it's just a coincidence, but it's not, right? It is your reticular activating system, your RAS tuned in to that concept and is now showing it to you, right? It's you're able to see it. Because think about the, the amount of information that we process in a day, right? All the thoughts and the things that we're seeing. And if we actually saw everything that are filtered into our eyes, like it would, I don't even know what it'd be. It would be like those flashbacks where they're showing you like your whole life just going all through it, right? And we can't process that much information. So it has to go through this filter and say, oh, this is something that she probably wants to see. So I'm going to, you know, show it to her. And I'm going to filter all the other stuff out because it doesn't matter at this point in time. Right. So a few years back, I'll tell you about a book that I read um, actually a group of us did it and it's not really a book you read. It's a book of experiments that, um, is under the context of helping you learn how to manifest things. And it's called E squared, like E to the second power. Um, and I don't remember if there are like nine or 10 experiments in it, right. But they were meant to fine tune your, ability to see things around you, right? To activate your RAS so that you could see these things. And what that book did for me through those experiments was really solidify my belief that thoughts are taking form in the moment. Every single thought that we consciously or unconsciously think is playing out in real time. Right. This is why I preach all the time, endlessly, even probably to the point of annoyance about managing your mind, managing your thoughts and how important that is, because there's no separation between what you think and what you bring about. Right. And I'm I think there's a quote about that somewhere that someone said that I'm sure someone will remember and message me about. But when I explain this concept or introduce this concept to people, the first thing I see them do is like drop their head into their hands and shake or like be alarmed like, oh, no, I've created this. Right. But I want you to think about the actual magic. Right. And the power that you have in being able to manifest what you have right now, especially if you don't like it, right? Because you've, you've said it yourself, God, this is so hard. Life is so hard. Why? Right? So it has been really hard for you to create whatever situation you're in. It could also be really easy for you to create a situation if you follow the process that I'm going to introduce to you today. Because I remember when I first learned about this concept, right? And I didn't believe it at all. I didn't, well, I'm not going to say it not at all, but I didn't quite believe it. And I was very far from accepting it. 
but I at least let myself play with the idea. What if this was true? What if thought is taking form in the moment? What if I did create this reality with my mind, right? So back to the E squared book. I think like one of the first or a couple of the first experiments were, one was to see a champagne colored car and another was to see a yellow butterfly. Two separate experiments, but I think they're either one and two or two and three. They're really close together, right? But I was sure that both of those were impossible, but I wanted to play along (laughs) mostly because I love to prove things wrong because then I don't know why, but that's in my psyche. I like to prove that you're, that that concept is wrong. And so that's why I was playing along. I'm like, yeah, this is wackadoodle. I'm not, it's not possible. Right. Number one, uh, it was winter in Texas. So there are no butterflies in the winter. Everybody knows that. Right. And I've walked my neighborhood for, the seven or eight years that I've lived here. And the only color cars we have are black, white, and silver, gray, whatever, right? We're a very basic neighborhood. Um, So um, I think the experiment, it said between 24 and 72 hours, right? That of you activating this intention to see, like I intend to see yellow butterflies, or I intend to see champagne colored cars within that one, two, three days at the most that you would see it. Right. So I go through day one, like actively looking nothing like, okay, see, told you it's not going to work. And then I think, I don't remember if it was near the end of day two or if it was into day three, I had pretty much given up that it was ever going to happen, right? And I was walking on the trail behind my house, like I do most days. And don't you know, there was a butterfly. It wasn't yellow, but it was a butterfly, which at least gave me pause to think, hmm, I wonder if my if my Raz just needs more tuning, right? Like it's like, okay, well, she said butterfly. I don't remember what color, but you know, here, here's a butterfly. But I thought, okay, maybe coincidence, right? We can blow that off, right? And later that day or the next day, I was, I don't know if I was going to the store or what, but I happened to look at the car in front of me and don't you know, it was champagne colored. And I was like, oh my God, I don't, I don't even think they made this color car anymore, right? And I turned my head to the left and there's a champagne car beside me. And I thought, okay, this is really, really freaky. And I look in my rear view mirror and a couple of cars back, there's a champagne colored car. And at that point I was like, this cannot be a coincidence or irony, right? It has to be my intention to see it causing it to be in my purview right and i don't 
No, if it was a couple of days later, again, on the trail walking, and I go around a corner kind of near the creek, and I am in like a swarm almost of yellow, tiny yellow butterflies. It was like I was in a Disney movie, right? Snow White in the forest or Bambi or something. There were so many little tiny yellow butterflies. And like that totally blew my mind. And to myself, I was saying, oh, like seeing the multiple champagne colored cars helped my Raz fine tune the butterfly request, right? And now it's showing me like, look, they're everywhere. You just couldn't see them before. And after the after the shock of it all wore off, I had to at least acknowledge that this was not coincidence, right? So why am I even broaching this subject here with you today? As a human, you have a choice to make, right? You can either keep thinking that life is happening to you and that you're the victim of your circumstance, right? You don't have any control. Life just happens and you're in it. And the degree to which you feel victimized varies depending on, you know, who you are and your experiences. Or you can at least begin to lean into this concept and test it for yourself. What if you could create your reality? What if that's true? And before we, I answer that question with you or take you any further, I want to give you another concept to pair with this one. Same disclaimer from the front. I am not a quantum physicist. However, I understand this concept as it's been taught to me. And I want you to look up on YouTube and I'll link it in the show notes. It's called the double slit experiment. And it proves that unobserved particles when shot through this, I think they created like some type of wall, right? And it had two holes in it. When they did not observe the particles going through the board onto the wall behind it, the particles went through as a wave and they just splattered all over the wall behind it. However, when the scientist observed the particles in the second experiment, the, they then form, formed two distinct lines, almost like a bullet, and would picked a hole to go through and created a pattern on the wall behind. So the mere observance of those particles caused them to act differently. Right. So this is a big, huge thing. Um, Well, quite a while back, but, you know, I'm slow and I'm just catching up. (laughs) Someone introduced me to this concept probably about five or six years ago. And the first probably 10 times I watched it, I'm like, I don't I can't grasp this concept. However, um, over time, I began to understand more and recently 
I experienced the melding of these two concepts, right? Of me setting my reticular activating system to see certain things. And then my actions actually being different as I observed that um, thought happening. So first, what I did, I created a future uh, self-concept, right, that I wanted to become, which is the first concept I introduced to you, right? I can create my own reality. And I immediately received evidence that it was working, right? I was manifesting it in real time. From the moment that I wrote it out, like really felt into it, embodied it, evidence showed up saying, sure, this is exactly who you are. However, I'm many weeks into this now, right? And I noticed recently that it seems to be not working. And what I realized was as long as I was observing myself as that future concept, right? Future self-concept, my actions mirrored the observation. I acted differently when I observed myself as the future self-concept. And I had actually slipped back into observing myself as my current self-concept and my actions immediately responded in accordance to what I was actually observing, right? And this was a huge light bulb moment for me because it proved both theories in my mind, right? Even more deeply than I already you know, believed in them. Because first I used my thoughts to create the new self-concept. And through my observance of those thoughts, I acted in accordance with truly being that version, right? And the moment that I shifted my thoughts and observance of them, my actions responded accordingly, as did everyone that was entering my energetic field. When I was observing myself as my future self-concept and acting in accordance, people around me acted differently. That's what I felt and that's what I saw, right? And clients were signing up, clients were re-signing with me, money was coming in consistently, like all of the things that I had written in the self-concept were actualizing in front of me. When I slipped, just slipped isn't the word, but that's for visual purposes. I'm help, hopefully that's painting the picture. When I reverted back to that my current self-concept, all of that slowed or stopped. And I thought, which made me think, oh, this isn't working anymore. Why isn't it working? But it was working. (laughs) It was working in accordance to where my observation was. This is why I say that everything, and I do mean everything, is contingent on your ability to manage your thoughts. And it begins with recognizing that you are not just the thinker of your thoughts, but you're also the observer of your thoughts. And you can develop the skill to do this consciously 
by fine-tuning your reps. By consciously deciding what you want to see, right? Yellow butterflies, champagne-colored cars, you as a newly promoted leader, you as a successful entrepreneur, you as an amazing mother, sister, friend, right? You get to decide what you want to see. Then as it begins to show you what you asked it to, you must witness it. You must consciously observe it so that it will shift the behavior through your observation. And I know, like, I just laid down some, like, really (laughs) bizarre concepts for you to wrap your mind around. So as always, like, we're going to explore those all week long in the text membership. And this is where, like, this text membership is so powerful if you tap into it, because you get to like really embed and um, explore these concepts to the level that you're ready to with me right there to support you. So my friends, as always, I ask you, are you coming? If you are loving this podcast, be sure to check out the Inner Power Portal. It's a text membership that dives deep into the embodiment of the topics we cover here on the podcast. You'll receive daily embodiment messages Monday through Friday, including additional exclusive content, journal prompts, and embodiment exercises to help you dive deep into each topic so that you can fully step into your inner leadership. Sign up now at ipp.innerleadership.com.